0: hey everybody this is just a heads up my audio is not the greatest this week um i just got a new microphone and i don't know what went wrong but something's a little bit wonky and trying to figure it out but uh yeah there's a few spots where the audio gets a bit odd other than that uh not too bad so enjoy Everybody and welcome to Unaired, the show where we watch TV shows canceled with episodes left unaired, and then pitch our ideas about how we think they would have continued. Guess who's here today? I have Andy. An old fan favorite. Yeah, Andy. For Oh, I'm Ed, by the way. So Andy was in the first two episodes, and then episode four, and then he said bye. Yeah,
1: I think if I remember correctly... I didn't enjoy the first one. Um but I mean I enjoyed the like novelty of it and I think we joked around a lot about it. But then we watched Bet and I think Bet made my brain melt
0: if I remember correctly. So I think I needed some recovery time. Yeah, Bet broke you. And then and then after that you watched the Michael Richards show. So Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that. Oh, okay. Did I just bring up a repressed memory? I apologize.
1: (laughs) I completely forgot that that even happened. Uh, (laughs) So, yeah. uh,
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this week we watched an animated show called Capital Critters. And it was supposed to be like a primetime animated show back in like the late early 90s early, late nineties, you know, the
1: nineties. That's what confuses me. So yeah, it it was meant to be a a primetime show, kind of like um, Turner Broadcasting's competitor to the Simpsons. And um, what's that fish city or whatever? Fish police.
0: Yeah. We actually, there's a story. (laughs) So this show aired alongside a show called fish police (laughs) and family dog, all three of which got canceled like almost immediately. But I don't know if we've talked about this before. But Andy, Steve, and I, the original three hosts, we started recording an episode on Fish Police and then stopped because we could not do it. Yeah, it
1: was honestly like one of the worst things I've ever seen, Um, which is why when I started watching this one, uh, I I was very scared. Um, But I do think whereas Fish Police, there was nothing to joke about other than the fact that John Ritter was in it. And we were kind of just, like, cruising off of John Ritter's dead jokes, which is really bad. Um, this one actually has some some saliency, I think, uh, for this podcast. So, But, yeah, it's interesting because, yeah, so it's, like, their response to all of that. But it's also a Hanna-Barbera-produced uh, cartoon, which is kind of confusing. And there were people involved with the show and with the production who, like... I don't know. Some of them are in other kids cartoons and then some of them produce things like Barney Miller. Um, so there's a lot of different things going on with this show that, uh, yeah, I think we're going to be digging into.
0: <laughs> it had a great like voice cast too. It had, uh, Neil Patrick Harris as the main mouse max. It had Bobcat Goldthwait out oh, of yeah. nowhere. He plays a character called muggle. I think muggle. Yeah.
1: They're, uh, There are also some... I I looked ahead, um, which I probably shouldn't have, but... uh, How dare you? (laughs) There were were some uh, guest uh, appearances by some of our favorite actors in the business, such as Tim Curry, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, and uh, everyone's favorite, Helen Hunt.
0: Okay, the first two, you (laughs) built me up and then you broke me down. I, I honestly... Where the fuck did the show come from? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it
1: seems like it just came out of nowhere uh, and it, it just kind of lived out there in this 90s void. I also, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I was reading that only the first few episodes actually came out and then Cartoon Network aired the other ones at a later date. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, so it actually ended up airing 6 of its 13 episodes in its original time slot. Wow, that's actually more impressive than what I thought. Um,
1: but yeah, I guess if we got to give the pitch for this show, fucking masturbating Rats, uh a cat that looks like Donald Trump and George Bush.
0: Pretty much. <laughs> George, no, 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 George H.W. Bush.
1: Yeah, George senior.
0: Senior senior. Daddy Bush. Daddy sexy, Bush.
1: Sexy Daddy Bush. Um, and it sounded like they used a real soundbite from him. Other otherwise, they found a voice actor who was very convincingly uh, George Bush,
0: very much so. Like it sounded almost exactly like him.
1: But he only makes a brief appearance. Uh, he just does a little cameo. Yeah. Despite how political this show is, and uh, do you think
0: maybe they got the real George Bush because The Simpsons did it?
1: No, The Simpsons. I don't think got the real George Bush. Uh, did they not? No, they did exactly what I think Family Guy did with Bill Clinton. They just had some. Like, oh, the, I edit that part out. Ed, I, I have never watched Family Guy. Just, <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, so l- let's let's dig into this shit. Let's get into why these rats are masturbating, and
0: um, yeah, they're masturbating. <laughs> so I just want to say I don't know if it's coming across because I have a new mic. This is my first week recording with the new mic. On this show, at least. And I don't know if it's coming across, but I'm covered in oil right now. I look like a freaking chimney sweep because this show, halfway through watching it, 11 minutes in, this is a 22-minute show, I stopped to change the oil in my car. That was more entertaining than the 11 (laughs) minutes I watched before that. I have to admit, yeah, at first, I wasn't sold on this at all.
1: Uh, There was a lot going on, and they throw a lot at you pretty quick. But then, strangely enough, it started to appeal to me after those first eleven minutes, and that was—that <laughs> was when I messaged you, like, "What the fuck is this? A kid's show? Yeah. <laughs> There's a rat shoving his tail up his own ass."
0: <laughs> yeah. So let's uh, let's get into it. So the show starts off with. Well, it starts off with the title sequence, which it doesn't really tell you anything. Like, it doesn't have any credits or anything. Oh, yeah, that was weird. So yeah. I was very confused because there's this, like, city and a wall with, like, mice and stuff. And they're carrying grapes. One falls off and starts rolling along the city. Someone plays basketball with it. And then they pick up some guy and kick him into the White House. And that's the end of the title sequence.
1: But it's it's weird because it's a pilot. So you would think that, like, you wouldn't want to show that because we have no idea who the fuck any of these people are at all. Right.
0: I thought this was the beginning of the show. Yeah, me too.
1: I was like, wow, and this is interesting. I was interesting. so confused. Yeah, th- literally a title sequence, and, like, you would think you're watching something like fucking Fritz the Cat or something from What's Going On. It's so gross inside that wall that you're like, oh, a kid's cartoon. Everything will be, like, upbeat and pretty. But no, the the inside of that wall looks about... As much as you could probably
0: surmise, as inside. It looks like if Jerry, Jerry's the mouse, right? Jerry from Tom and Jerry, left his little wall hole abandoned for years, and it just fell apart. That's what it looks like.
1: Yeah, it honestly looks like uh, New York City before like Giuliani fucking came through and like cleaned everything out, which sucks and is bad. Okay, let's not get that political. Let's
0: <laughs> let's get this political.
1: Fascism. <laughs> it's a theme in this show, surprisingly, very much so. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So, so the title sequence happens, and then uh, we're on a farm, uh, in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, and uh, I I got some like
0: uh, American tale kind of vibes out here, like uh, yeah, definitely. Like we'll get back to that later in the episode pitches, but I got the same thing yeah I yeah the same vibe it's
1: very much like will Goes West or like uh, the first one even too um, but it's not really the story of like immigrants it's just the story of this like uh, backwards bumblefuck like going into the city and living in uh, the White House
0: well backwards bumblefuck going into the city was actually the alternate title for this show <laughs>
1: But, um, there was, I do have one note here. So we're introduced to our main character played by Neil Patrick Harris. I don't remember what his name is. Everybody. Max. But, okay. So his name is Max, but everybody else has some like fucking weird name where it's like, ah, muggle or like juggle or like shithead or like big bing bong blubble. I, I don't know. So he was my favorite. Yeah, Bling Bong Blubble really pulled through. He had the strongest arc, honestly, in this show.
0: And, um, like, I, I thought it was weird the fact that they did a Bing Bong Blubble spinoff where he yeah. moves back into the White House. Yeah, and he becomes president, too. It was so weird. And he, he gets up to the podium and he's like, "Cheese, this is illegal,
1: which makes no sense. No it just sen- threw me off. Yeah. but And then they cancel it, so we never knew what happened after that. Yeah, I mean, so we'll have to do a follow-up episode about that, obviously. Um, Obviously, but (laughs) getting back to this beginning, um, I did have one note. So Max is like, you know, we're learning all about him. It's his I don't know. It seemed like he was becoming a man that day. Cause like our f- introduction to him is his mom going like, "Sorry, uh, if it's like too tight or something." Uh, I uh, fucking the backpack. The yeah. backpack. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you say that, but I got some weird like sexual tension vibes between these two, <laughs> because there is literally like three seconds that I think was meant to be edited out, where she finishes putting the backpack on him, and he's just standing there and they're staring at each other with these like sex eyes, and it,
0: <laughs> yeah. He's uh, yeah, you're right. He's like having his little like rat mitzvah where he's becoming a man. That's not the actual term, but I'm just going with it. It's
1: confusing though because they're like, oh man, you're you're a man now, like bye bye, and he he runs off and he steals some corn, which is weird too. Uh, I had a little note here. I don't think animation understands how big mice are. Like, no, no, they don't. He. He is literally, like, smaller than corn and smaller than, like, a kernel of corn.
0: Yeah, the kernel of corn is, like, as big as his head. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, that happens. He climbs up there, he grabs some corn, but then he comes home, and I don't understand.
0: I thought he was leaving forever, but he came back. That's what I thought, too. But I think what they were doing was like, oh, surprise, you get to go harvest food for us now.
1: Oh, Yeah, but there were other mice there who were of a similar age that were just fucking, like, waiting at the dinner table before uh, the exterminator shows up.
0: Wah, wah.
1: (laughs) Whose uh, tagline is, we kill them dead.
0: We kill them dead.
1: And uh, we continue that whole line with seeing fucking all of these mice getting
0: gassed and beaten with baseball bats and shovels. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and there was a weird scene where, like, there was a silhouette of what looked like a sh- like a rifle. Like, I'm pretty sure yeah. somebody was actually shooting at mice.
1: Yeah. It, honestly, that part kind of felt like they edited around some, like, real fucked up shit that the animators were just, like, having a heyday with. It felt a little bit like that... Uh, they set up
0: some saw traps and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah. It felt a little bit like Secret of Nim or whatever with, like... I don't know. We, we just need to stop making fucking movies with mice and killing them and fucking them up. That's my. I opinion. know. Why can't
0: we get another Stuart Little?
1: Oh my god! Please. It, I thought that was weird, though, that he uh cameoed in here too. I know,
0: right? Little Stuart bit. Little, like yeah, not posthumously. The opposite, like prehumously, mm. before he was born, and like dreamed up in some animator's head. He appeared in this show.
1: Yeah, someone was just, like, talking about the idea of him in the background. And, like, if you turn your speakers all the way up to 52 decibels, you can hear it. So
0: that's a little uh, tidbit for you, a little bit of trivia. And then if you play it backwards, it says, Hugh Laurie, please come back to us. R.I.P.
1: Rest in peace. peace. So, Ed, tell me me what your thoughts were on the the
0: next steps here. So this was super, like... (laughs) Just so weird. It's such a tonal shift into what this show turns into. Like, it starts off with this whole, oh, I'm watching my family literally get murdered. And then it's supposed to go into a comedy. Like, he literally, Max literally tries to get in to save his mother. His mother's like, Max, go to Washington, save yourself. <laughs> and then he just kind of, like, books it. Oh, he's horny. Oh, he's, he's definitely horny. So horny. He's like, oh... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think he moans. <laughs> you know, I thought it was weird that all the voice actors in this show, uh, after every line gave a little gasp. They'd go like, Oh, I'm horny. <gasps> kind of yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Even they, like the George W. thing, like like you were saying, I'm pretty sure yeah. this an actual recording of him going like, I'm George H. W. Bush. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh, his his is very defined. It was very um, defined. Yeah, but he wanted you to know that he was gasping. <laughs> He was surprised that he was George H.W. Bush. And that he was on this fucking show that largely seems against him. (laughs) Very much so.
1: Um, Yeah, so she's like, yeah, go save yourself, find your cousin. It's kind of like city mouse, country mouse. Um, And then there's a couple other shots of things I don't remember. But then it implies that he took a plane
0: somewhere. (laughs) It was weird, though, because, like, the plane lifts off and then he's running down the runway. Yeah, so... He's chasing after a plane that's already lifted off. (laughs) No, but I took that as he got off, and then the plane... That's what I thought, too, but then it shows him, like, actually getting off of a plane. Like, he's actually on, like, the wheels of a plane. Oh, you're right. Oh, that's so confusing. Do you think maybe, like, the animators accidentally, like, mixed up these two scenes? I mean, probably,
1: yeah. It doesn't really seem like anyone was really putting that much
0: effort... Yeah. Someone was asleep at the wheel here. Uh, then we cut to George Bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Holding a press conference. Yeah,
1: smash cut to him. And there's a hippie mouse who, uh, in the grand scheme of things, really doesn't mean anything to this episode.
0: Virtually nothing. She's literally just there to be like, oh, s- surprise, my cousin's coming to live with us. Yeah, she
1: like she spits on George Bush, and then she's walking, and calls him a fascist or something.
0: And as she's walking, uh, who let the cats out? It's the presidential assistants. They let out two cats. One which looks like Tony the Tiger on steroids, and then one like very meek looking cat. And they start chasing down the hippie mouse, whose name we find out very, very much later is named Berkeley. Wait, the meek looking
1: one is that the one that looks like Trump? Yeah. Yeah, there's literally a cat that looks exactly like Donald Trump here. He like has, a thin Donald Trump. Like a thin Donald Trump. He has the coif and the, the tie. and he's Yeah, well,
0: this cat has a tie, by the way.
1: <laughs> I don't understand why the other cat doesn't have anything. Uh, but this cat has a tie. And we see more of the Donald Trump cat than we ever do the tiger. I, I don't recall seeing the tiger again after his introduction. We see him, I think, once more and that's it. Um, but the one with the tie is voiced by Frank Welker. So... Yeah,
0: thanks, Frank, for showing up. Here's Rest in your, peace. Here's your check. So, they're chasing, uh, the cats are chasing Berkeley around, and she runs into another mouse who, again, we don't find out names until much later in the episode for some so reason. So weird, yeah. His name is Jamit. Jamit
1: is voiced by uh, Charlie Adler, uh, who is the voice of cow and
0: chicken. Uh, yes, and you can definitely hear, like, the influence of that yeah like, oh. it's just virtually the same voice as cow oh my fucking god though
1: like like at first i was like what the fuck is going on here because when that mouse showed up he's just spouting off like hey man what's going on he just sounds like this like super like <laughs> i don't even know just so annoying and it took me a minute to figure out who it was, and I think that gave me a little bit of solace, but I still think this character is very annoying.
0: Very much so. And uh he's just like, What the hell's your problem? And Berkeley says, Oh, they have cats and Jammet kinda like blows her off, like, oh no, they have dogs, they can't have cats and dogs. And the cat walks up, right to uh Jamit, and they book it, they escape into the walls. And we meet Trixie, who is their mother? His mother? I don't know. They don't really clarify. Mm. They never really, like, specify if it's just Jammet's mother or if it's also Berkeley's mother. Because, I don't know, it's weird. Because she says, oh, my cousin is coming. But if it's her cousin, I think Trixie would also be related to him?
1: Yeah, the, the relationships don't really make sense. I mean, I think... Just thinking about mice, they're so horny and they probably don't even remember what their relationships are to each other. Honestly, it's like the biggest stretch to think that this fucking bumblefuck man out in the country is somehow a mouse and cousins with these other mice that kind of look like rats. I mean, they don't look anything alike, first off. Second, I mean, isn't every mouse related to another mouse in some way? I mean, are not we all related? Uh don't tell me that. I mean, I'm a human being. I'm a human man. I'm I'm not I'm not a mouse man.
0: I'm not that horny. You're not a mouse man until the fly too. This time it's mice, starring Jeff Goldblum. This time
1: it's horny mice. It's horny mice. Um but yeah, no, honestly, Jamit is the most horny character in this whole show.
0: No, 100%. I mean, we get yeah. to that in a little bit.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll get to that, but yeah, so the relationships are super confusing, and at this point, we see the inside of the wall, and, uh, I don't think at this point it's so clear that we're operating off of some really disturbing stereotypes of what cities look like, but, but it's, it's coming.
0: It looks like a shanty town. It does,
1: honestly. Oh. Um, it, it looks just very gross in there, and, uh... Just haphazardly thrown together. I don't remember what the conversation is, but yeah, someone shows up and they're like, I, th- I think you're right. I think it's the hippie mouse. And it's like, my cousin's coming. And then the mommy mouse is like, yeah, jam it. You got to go pick him up at the, the airport because somehow. Yeah,
0: because it's too dangerous for, because uh, Berkeley was going to go do it. And she's like, Berkeley, no, it's so dangerous out there. Jam it. You do it. Hmm. So she like, we're already establishing, she fucking hates Jammit. Yeah, everybody hates Jamet,
1: I think. Yeah, they send Jammet to the airport to go pick up Max, because somehow they know when Max is going to be there. And literally the first thing that Jammet says is, hey, did you score any of those booze bottles?
0: Yeah, I-, I wrote that down too. Which, the only reason I wrote down is because to them, those things would be enormous. Yeah, those guys would like die. 100 percent that would last them like a year
1: but i think at that point i started to realize like whoa okay this 100 percent isn't for kids even no, though even though up to this point it hadn't in- indicated what it was trying to do like it w- wouldn't be particularly entertaining if you were a kid watching this but i don't think there's any indication that you shouldn't be watching this if you're a kid <laughs> <laughs> um until a little bit later but Uh, Jim also uses the line your place got smoked
0: yeah rather than being like oh I'm so sorry for your loss he's like yeah your folks got smoked yeah he's like your place got smoked and yeah there's just a lot of uh, appropriation going on here with this character (laughs) then he he breaks into uh, someone's suitcase that's on the little conveyor belt in the airport and he finds a book called nazi milkmaids in acapulco which i oh my god i don't even know i don't even know
1: what like why would you want that it's supposed to be like a really like horny book but it's about nazi milkmaids which i i don't know if that's like we've already had a character called Jamet a fascist at this point so i don't know if he's like horny for nazis specifically but uh Or if he's just horny for milkmaids. Well, I think it's an interesting cross-section between the two. So And Acapulco, or whatever the fuck that's called.
0: Yeah, so so, uh, Jim is basically saying, okay, we gotta go, we gotta hop into the sewer, and then a briefcase falls on him, and he ends up in the trunk of someone's car, leaving Max to get back to the White House on his own. He goes on a bus and he's like, oh, that's my stop. And everybody freaks out because there's a a mouse on the bus. And there was a line that did make me laugh. The The bus driver is like giving like little like tidbits about what's around them. And he goes, this is the White House, which is experiencing its biggest rat infestation since the Nixon administration. <laughs> oh, I didn't even catch that. I-, I couldn't hear what they were saying on the bus. Yeah, it was very, like, muffled. I had to enhance the audio.
1: What happens when he shows up? Zoom into that audio. <laughs> we gotta zoom into those little little beats.
0: We tore it apart. We listen to all the beats. And we put it back together. And now we have Nixon. We have the million dollar beats. What, what
1: happens when he go, goes in there? I think this is when... This is like uh, the middle period where I was like, I don't know if I can actually watch this.
0: Yeah, so... Um, Max kind of falls into a storm drain and uh, Trixie and Jamit and Jamit, uh They're walking along and she's scolding him for losing Max. And then Max falls through and lands right on top of Jamit. Oh, right, right. Yeah. Then we cut to the whole shanty town introduced to Berkeley. Oh, and- here's the fucking weirdest
1: thing that I've ever seen in a TV show. So they're walking around, they're, they're showing him the city and then they introduce Bobcat
0: Goldthwaite's character and they're like, Hey, check this guy out. Well, first we'll get to that in a second. First. So they get introduced to like Berkeley and all them and they go inside and that's when an exterminator truck shows up. Oh fuck. You're right. I forgot about this. Yeah. So then they go to the shanty town. And Max is like looking into a crack in the wall and Trixie freaks out like, don't ever go in there. That's where the scum of the earth live, which I think is kind of teased in the theme song. We never get to that area. It's just very it's like they drop like a little breadcrumb like, oh, we're going to get back to this. But in like the theme song, there's like this whole city underneath. Underneath so, those,
1: the the regular city, there's like shit yeah, underneath the regular city. Oh, I missed that detail. Missed, yeah. missed the uh, clue of shit city. I
0: think which... it would have ended very similarly to uh Men in Black 2, where they open the door and it turns out it's just a locker in some alien some alien bus stop. Oh, is that in the second one? That is in the second one. Cause isn't
1: it in the first one that
0: you find? No, out... first one first one is with uh Vincent D'Onofrio, like, I need some sugar water. No, I know, I know, but at the end it's like,
1: oh, our universe is a marble inside of a bigger bag of marbles.
0: No, because the second one is the one where, um, uh, K is, yeah, K is trying to figure out who he is again because they need to reneuralize right. him, and they find the watch in the locker, in the bus, in the train station. Oh, remember? And there's that tiny little city that's just like all hail K, all hail K. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Well yeah, so shit city would be a little bit like that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to cut like 90% of that out, or not. I, don't, I haven't decided yet. I'm very tired.
1: <laughs> I think I'm really into shit city now after that bit. <laughs> um, Welcome
0: is, to Men in Black Tangents. That's yeah. a new thing on our show where we talk about Men in Black. And we talk about the
1: coffee aliens exclusively for 30 it's, minutes
0: at a exclusively. time. Exclusively. <laughs> Those coffee aliens. The ones that play uh, Twister with Rosario Dawson. Oh, damn. Okay. <laughs> these
1: these cuts are too deep now we gotta move on uh yeah so this is where we meet bobcat right now
0: okay yeah and he like introduces himself in a weird way he's doing his old bobcat goldthwaite voice and then he goes okay i'm going to explode and then he just explodes okay but yeah th- this is the funniest thing i've ever seen i lost my shit <laughs> i had to pause because it's it's even
1: weirder than that they're like He's just like, yeah, and blah, 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 and the politics, and okay, now I'm going to explode. And then the entire screen fills with, like, stock footage of some explosion. (laughs) (laughs) And it's easily the, the, like, funniest thing. It convinces me that he wrote that joke because it doesn't mesh with the comedy of the rest of this entire fucking thing.
0: It's very out of place. Uh Like, I would have loved if they, like, made a... Uh, Muggle spinoff, Bobcat spinoff. And like, it seems like he just died. Like, that's the joke. Yeah, Like, Wait. the te- his shirt like kind of like falls to the ground and like he's not in it. But it turns out he just like exploded to the roof.
1: And then they have this like super convoluted thing where they're like, oh, yeah, he's like a lab rat and he has chemicals in his body that sometimes these things happen. It totally feels like a joke that Bobcat just wrote that they had to write yeah. around.
0: I think the joke was. Was, yeah, they injected him with everything from LSD to Ice-T. I think it was the ice tea that pushed him over the edge. And I thought they were going to go, yeah, they injected him with everything from LSD to LSZ. Like, I thought that was the joke Ooh, they were going to go for, but like they didn't.
1: One. Oh, man. Uh, at this point in the episode, I uh, I thought that would be the funniest thing I had ever seen uh, but there was there's <laughs> more to come so at this point yeah. I, that was when I started researching tidbits about uh Tim Curry, Jeffrey Tambor, Helen Hunt um and I actually learned that the creator of this show wrote two of my two movies that I think I think about a lot um probably more than the average human being which are <laughs> The Inlaws starring Michael Douglas and uh Albert Brooks and uh Open Season <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Open season makes sense, but the in-laws not so much. But now was it just the first open season or was it all 17 of it straight to DVD sequels?
1: See, that's what I wondered too. I wondered if he wrote like, you know, the sequels versus the original because the original's mm-hmm. actually okay. Um, and then they do closed season then Semi-open season. Mm-hmm. And then they do semi-closed,
0: semi-open, horny season, which I thought I thought that was an interesting choice for the series. Yeah, and then they did that weird movie where it was literally just they photoshopped Boog's face onto Daffy Duck and the goat's face onto Bugs Bunny. It was just that scene with the rabbit season, duck season, rabbit season, duck season mm. for two hours straight.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think... I think you can only find that one on uh, X Hamster now.
0: Yeah, it's the only place, and it's only it's at uh, 0.5 speed, so you have to speed it up yourself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, so at that point, I started researching until the biggest breakthrough of this entire series. But we're not there
0: yet. We're we're almost there. <laughs> we're almost there. Also, <laughs> that also ties into what happens. Yeah. So, Jamet has to uh, share his room with Max, and he's like, okay, like, I don't like this. And Trixie says, okay, you have the chance to be a kind stranger. If you screw it up, I'll kill you in your sleep. You know, motherly love. And they go to sleep, and this is when, Andy, your favorite scene, I'll let you take this one away.
1: Oh, my God. Okay, so, I was like, okay, so, there have been some pretty adult jokes up to this point, but nothing like explicitly weird has happened, and I started to get a little phased out of the show. I mean, I love the Bobcat Goldthwait bit, but I don't know. It just wasn't doing it for me. This was when I audibly screamed at my computer and almost ran away in fear (laughs) because it's a shot of Jamet writhing under the blanket, moving his dirty mouse hands around his... Big ass gut where his peenie would be going, oh yeah, oh, oh, with the tail, oh, the tail. And he's just
0: jerking off. Yeah, like, there's literally the YouTube comment under this video, like the top comment was like 1620, <laughs> it was the timestamp, says, yo, is he jerking it?
1: I is don't, that I don't.
0: jerking his weenie? I don't know how anybody could
1: read it otherwise. He's just straight up jerk janking it. <laughs> he's jamming it.
0: He's jamming it.
1: And then it pans over to Neil Patrick Harris's character. And he's,
0: is he watching in fear? Or is he asleep? I don't remember. He's asleep. And then he screams when he wakes up because he has a nightmare about his mother getting gassed. <laughs>
1: yeah. and so he,
0: Two very <laughs> different things going on in this. <laughs>
1: so he wakes up and he just sees this dude jerking off across the room.
0: Uh, and then um, then the alarm goes off
1: yeah and the exterminator comes back into play and uh, they're gassing the place and it's really fucked up like I don't know what what themes or ideas they're trying to convey through these little mice jerk off buddies but it's real fucked up so yeah they gas the place they have to run and then Max falls behind right
0: Yep, and then he passes out from the fumes.
1: Yeah, he gives up because he, he uh, feels like he doesn't deserve to live. Yeah, and some bug shows up. Oh, my fucking God. The most racist bug shows up. Uh, just like racist portrayal. Like, this, this bug is every black stereotype shoved into one character.
0: Like, he like says, like, oh, I got the freshest kicks. Like, something like that. And he goes, like, yo, what up?
1: And then I think I think he does, like, scat at one point or something. And it's, like, not, like, scat porn, but, like, scat the music. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh-huh. And this is, like, not a joke at all. Like, this is 100% true. Like, yeah. it literally fulfills. Like, we've goofed up into this point. But this thing fulfills so many stereotypes.
1: Oh, it's just he's, like, the embodiment of every, like, black stereotype. And he has, like, New Jordans. And he's talking about how nice his kicks are. Yep. He, he's got sunglasses and a backwards cap on. And then he saves Max and he runs faster than I think any character in a cartoon show has ever run, like faster than another racist
0: portrayal, Speedy Gonzalez. Oh, I was going to say Turbo <laughs> the Snail, portrayed by Ryan Reynolds in a movie I have yet to see. Oh, a very milk toast fast character. Yes. Hmm. Um, he eats a lot of milk toast. Mm-hmm. I think this character
1: just runs so fast and then just disappears.
0: Do you think maybe it's like the flash where he like ran into the speed force? That's what I was thinking. Is he, He's, he's the flash of this world.
1: I want to revisit this idea when we get, <laughs> when we get to our pitches.
0: <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> so Max is saved and everything. And it cuts to them back inside their little town. And Muggle is on the ground. They think he's dead. Max freaks out because he sees a dead body again. And, when he leaves the room, Jammet chases after him and the cats start chasing after them and Muggle like wakes up like, ooh, wow, what a rush. And the cats are chasing both Max and Jammet and they jump onto the wheel of a helicopter that's lifting up. The tiger cat doesn't make it, but the trump, trump cat yeah. is just chilling up there and Jamet grabs him by the tie and just throws him down. Which I thought they were going to go for, like, oh, he's going to land on his feet. No, he lands at a freaking kennel club and gets, like, eaten alive by dogs. Oh, my God. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, they don't, like, sp- explicitly show it. They show, like, the fight clouds from, like, all cartoons.
1: There's so many different things, like the fight clouds or, like, the, like, chickening out of certain things. I mean, obviously. Yeah, like,
0: falls into a lot of cartoon tropes. Yeah. That are, like, very, like. Childish. Not immature, but, like, childish. Yeah. Yet, it'll, like, go so far as to show a mouse, jerk in his wiener <laughs> yeah, I mean, on national television. I mean, who is this for? Who who would have enjoyed the show? The small subset of Tom and Jerry enthusiasts that were like, you know what? This isn't edgy enough.
1: <laughs> this show isn't really edgy, though. Like, there's three edges, really.
0: It's... Well, I mean, I don't know if he was edging or not, but that's, like, his personal thing. <laughs>
1: Oh man, I, that's the only time we see him uh, doing that.
0: But as far as we know, we haven't watched any more episodes. Oh man, what if that's a character trait of his? Oh, let's let's like put... how Kramer like just like burst into Jerry's apartment in Seinfeld, and everybody starts cheering. Maybe he just wheels in in his bed with his hand under his covers.
1: Oh dude, do you think? Okay, let's put a pin in this for now. But I, okay, I do <laughs> I do have some theories.
0: <laughs> okay, so. We're almost to the end. We keep getting sidetracked. (laughs) So after the cat gets knocked off the plane, helicopter, whatever, helicopter, um, Jammet gives this chain to Max because Max is just like, okay, like, I'm sorry. I ran. I got scared. And he gives him this chain, pushes him off. Oh, this seems crazy. Yeah. Jammet's like bonkers. I actually started to like him here, though. He He does it out of a place of love while also trying to kill max in a way he basically is just like oh what's that you appreciate he did like oh it just reminded me so much of jigsaw where he's just like oh you don't appreciate life so i'm gonna put you in a life or death situation
1: wait are you saying <laughs> uh Jammet's a good guy and i this this proves that Jamet is a good guy because he's trying yeah. to teach a lesson and i think that's he's pretty- trying
0: to teach him like oh like just because you ran doesn't mean like You should feel bad. You want to survive. And I think that's your mother wanted you to survive. That's a
1: very interesting character moment for him. And it made me like his character a lot more. Um, But let's take a a quick step. Hey, Ed, can you join me over here real quick? Yeah. Hold on one sec. Yeah. What's up? Ed, did you just say Jigsaw? Like Jigsaw?
0: Yeah. Like Jigsaw.
1: The murder guy?
0: Yeah. Is he a good guy? I mean, he thinks he is. He's like, I want you to appreciate life. You need, to, you need to cut off your foot and you, then eat it. You need to fart so hard that you learn. You need to fart so close to shitting yourself. <laughs> and when a little bit of poop comes out, it'll oh. unlock this reverse bear trap on your head.
1: Maybe he just
0: shows people uh, capital critters over and over and over <laughs> again. And whoever survives the entire viewing, the marathon... Without,
1: without changing your oil or getting distracted. Or cutting off your foot. <laughs> you win. You win. You win the game. And that's basically Jam it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Jam it, Jigsaw, they both start with J and I've never seen them both in the same place at the same time. So you can't legally tell me that he's not Jigsaw. They both jerk off like crazy. Oh my god, have you seen the director's cut of Saw 1 through 7? What do you think he's doing while he's waiting? Yeah.
1: Um, the only and, way he can get off. And I think what happens with Jamit is the second to last scene, right?
0: Yeah. Cause then they, uh, try and walk home, like walk inside the little hole in the wall and Trump, the uh, Trump cat shows up and like starts to like get all mad. And Jamit says, listen, can we just pick this up in the morning? And, and
1: Frank Welker says, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, pretty much the end of it max like falls asleep in Jamet's bed and jama's like oh come on and max keeps trying to like cuddle with him but other than that that's the end of the show and that is the basis for i think one of my
1: pitches here
0: all right so we're going to actually get to that in a second but first we're actually going to take a quick little break all right thing is gonna win Ah! well I know my thing can beat your thing are you serious a toaster can beat a dragon toasters can get really hot dragons breathe fire to see how this and other battles end find my thing thing can can beat your thing on iTunes and Google Play and send your thing sightings to to at thing beats thing on Twitter for MTCBYT news I'm a news person alright so Andy had this show somehow continued what kind of episodes do you think we would have seen all right, let's think
1: about it. Episode two, opening shot. Jammet and Max fucked. <laughs> think about it. This man is clearly horny, right?
0: 100%.
1: 100%. 100%, right? Um, and he's in bed, and when you're that horny, and you're, you're jer- you jerk off that much, uh, usually your bed, in your head is the place where it's your sex zone, basically. Um, or it's your love zone. You just love yourself there. And if there's another person in the love zone, you either have to love them as a friend, as a family member, or as a lover. And I think at this point, Max and Jamet, they don't respect each other enough yet. So I think... I think I just think they they fuck I think they appreciate each other as lovers and I think Max is into it and that's why he keeps cuddling
0: okay I see where you're going here and like the show does apparently the show tackles like a bunch of like political issues later on it's like maybe mm -hmm. that could be like oh like gay mouse marriage like legalize it
1: gay mouse incest marriage
0: well we don't know that they're related (laughs) they kind of they probably are
1: so opening shot uh they're both smoking a cigarette naked or m- mouse naked and mouse naked. And they're looking at they look at the camera and they go, "What did we just do?" Q Q intro.
0: Is that like a like in media res opening like and then we flash back?
1: No, we we never learn what happened.
0: Okay, so it's like shrouded in mystery.
1: It's it's like new girl. Like we just like two people fucked and now we have to deal with the consequences. I, I've never seen New Girl. I just assume that's what that show is like.
0: Okay. I was about to say, like, <laughs> it's just like New Girl. You mean Zoe Deschanel shows up and moves in with the mice? <laughs> oh,
1: maybe that's an episode, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think that that's just more of a, an idea than an episode, but I think uh, that, that'll happen. Um, and I think in that same episode. Uh, there's going to be, like, a mouse, like, uh, rebellion force that want to oust the president. And um, I think Max reveals that he's, like, really, like, middle-leaning, like, politics-like person. And he, like, tries to quell the rebellion and, like, gives all these, like, bullshit answers for, like, being
0: okay with fascism and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been so so. Andy knows this, but I periodically send him in a group chat that we're in a picture of the album created by MC Scat Cat. No way. So. Wait a minute. I think we're going to incorporate MC Scat Cat into this show. No. Andy, I've been dying to put MC Scat Cat into an episode for so long. Oh, man. (laughs) Unintentionally walked into my trap. Ugh. I've been gaslighting you this whole time. Oh, fuck you. <laughs>
1: oh, I hate seeing that album and not knowing like anything about it. I'm Look just... it up.
0: It's on Wikipedia and the internet.
1: I think it's just like visually been in, in my head too many times
0: for me to engage with it. So, for those who don't know, MC Scat Cat, if you've seen the music video for Paula Abdul's Opposites Attract, he is the animated cat that sings with her. So, for some reason... In the 90s, they made an entire album for him. And Paul Abdul features on one of the songs. So, MC Scat Cat's going to come to visit the White House. Because, you know, he's famous now. He was with Paul Abdul in music videos. And the president's, like, trying to, like, work with him on some initiative. I don't know. It could be like, oh, kids, stay in school. MC Scat Cat wants you to stay in school. Something like that. So, the president's cats try and, like, get him to work with them to, like, hey, let's get rid of these mice. And... The mice are like super scared of like MC scat cat. And then the cat he, MC scat cat's like, no, I love every living creature and like tells the cats to go fuck off. And Jamma ends up being real good friends with MC scat cat. And, you know, he asked him about Paula Abdul cause he's a horn dog. He's like, Oh, how about that? Paula Abdul? <laughs> well, she's not your type. And then you would be like, Hey, I thought you said opposites attract. <laughs> that was my impression of Jam- of Jamit. It didn't work quite as well as yours did. Can I, can I say, um, I think,
1: I think MC scat cat will be the poochie equivalent. Of, He's
0: of, the poochie of, of capital critters. Yeah. I, th-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone would have loved this show. If MC scat cat came in, I think it would have been like the opposite of jumping the shark.
0: Yeah, it's like putting the shark back underwater.
1: Yeah, he he would have like saved it from He's like drowning a... the shark. Actually, the more I think about it, I think there are a lot of other shows that could benefit from an MC Scat Cat cameo. You know what?
0: I think that's gonna be a new segment on this show.
1: I'm looking at you, the Muppets uh twenty fucking fourteen or whatever. Oh my god, that garbage show. <laughs> um Can I can I give you I mean I'm sure you know you have other episodes. I have some other episodes too. Yeah. Can I give you one that that will maybe make you think a little yeah. bit? Yeah. Go for it. So I'm going to jump ahead a little bit to the to the finale. Oh boy. And... <laughs> so we don't see the bug again since he ran until the <laughs> final episode. And he shows up out of breath. And he had just witnessed Trump's presidency.
0: <laughs> Crisis on infinite capital critters.
1: <laughs> Crisis of infinite critters. He shows up <laughs> and he's like all fucked up and like beaten and he's like bleeding and stuff. And he, he's like, uh, we, need to, we need to stop this. We need to stop fascism at its roots. And like, he comes back and then that's the first shot. And then he gets squished.
0: He gets squished into the bug force. <laughs> he's gonna come he, back later.
1: Yeah, he's on like an infinite repeat where that just keeps happening until somebody sees him and Max sees him. And um I think Jamet's gonna kill Max. I think their relationship's gonna come undone, and only one of them can survive into the next season. I, I want to so sh-
0: kill the main character.
1: Yeah. And then the show's gonna get way more interesting. Okay. Um Yeah, no, this show ideally will be uh, 22 seasons.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah. So I feel like we got to have Fival in this. Oh, yeah. He's going to be Grandpa He's That's going to be the season two opening. Grandpa Fival comes to visit. Mm. Now that Max is dead, he's going to come for his funeral.
1: (laughs) I just got really obsessed with this idea. Um, Not not this idea, but an image popped into my head. Um, Do you
0: mind if I like sidebar really quick? Yeah, let's go. Let's go back over. Hold on. Yeah, okay. We'll,
1: we'll... Uh, somebody drops a dildo in front of the White House, and the mice hollow it out, and it becomes a dance club. Oh my god! And like it's like vibrating, and they're just like dancing in there. How big is this dildo? It's like a big one. <laughs> okay. Let's, let's.
0: Okay. We're back. So, oh, sorry guys, oh. <laughs> I didn't see you there.
1: We just had a quick Osmosis Jones.
0: Uh... Uh, vision Yeah We we had a vision of Osmosis Jones <laughs> so, Sure yeah <laughs> So if I don't know what you're referencing there I haven't seen Osmosis Jones in a while
1: Oh man no I just meant like The idea of like little characters Going into a big thing uh, <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought you were referencing a scene from the hit movie Osmosis Jones
1: oh, yeah, When they all go into a big dildo Yeah fucking.
0: <laughs> well I mean they do show a sperm Oh, uh, It's still they? got that PG rating. Yeah, there's a statue in the middle of the mayor's office that says, Our Founder, and it's a little sperm. Oh, wow. I'm
1: sorry, everybody, for this. <laughs> I think this was important that everybody knew this. Go back and and rewatch a movie that I used to watch every day on VHS and never noticed that.
0: Yeah, you were just a wee Andy, only 22 years old. <laughs> so, Grandpa was coming for uh, Max's funeral lamb, apparently. Mm-hmm. And the cats are going to, like, hold him hostage. You know, there's going to be a whole, like, standoff. And they're going to save him somehow. But at the end, he's going to reference, like, will goes west. They're going to be like, oh, you're going already? Yeah, I think we're going to go west. Like, Five's going west. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's going to get meta. Wait, so is he still a kid? Even if no, he's a grandpa. He's a, grandpa? He's a grand... No, the bug ran him, ran back in time. Retrieve Five will so he he could witness his great great grandson's <laughs> funeral. Wow,
1: this makes so much sense. Yeah, there's so many different possibilities if we have that bug going through. That time. bug is the lichpin of this, of this show. Okay, so what what political issues do you think they engage with in this show?
0: Um, pesticides. Oh yeah, Agent Orange. Age deep throat, both the porno and the the guy that leaked the secrets.
1: Mm.
0: Oh, they could do WikiLeaks Oh, yeah Julian
1: Assange I don't know, let's just Google West Wing and look at all the episodes <laughs> <laughs> They could do that. the Africa map episode where...
0: <laughs> It all takes place during It's concurrent with, with West Wing It takes and, place within the walls of West Wing And designated survivor And designated survivor That's the later seasons <laughs> After Roblo leaves the White House <laughs> See, that's the thing,
1: right? Like, West Wing was on around this time, right? I think so. So, I already have a show that's appealing to that interest.
0: like. But it does it have mice in it.
1: No, but I don't care. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> Unless I'm a furry, I don't care. Although, and you know what? I'm sorry. I don't even understand if like a furry was into this show. I mean, I'm not a furry myself. I'd have to gather their opinion, but there's really nothing appealing for anybody in here.
0: (laughs) No, except for the voice actors that got paid for it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess, uh, what's his face? Charlie Adler's good, but I mean, and Frank Welker is good, but they're all good outside of this show. Like they do better stuff. Yeah.
0: (laughs) All right, Andy, you ready for me to end this whole series? Yeah, tell me tell me what's going on. So like you said, this thing's going to go on for like years and years and years. Oh, yeah. I think the only way to end it is with Trump's inexplicable presidency. Oh, man. Yeah. So we kind of got like a tease of it with, uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to retroactively go back to one of your pitches. Uh-huh. The bug that runs back to like save them, it's going to be like a Terminator 2 thing where... <laughs> Jammet thinks that if he kills Max, he's going to prevent this. (laughs) Uh (laughs) Like he is the John Connor to the (laughs) T-1000. So somehow this still happens. Like Trump still wins. And Jammet's like, oh God, what have I done? And uh, Max comes back because the bug runs through time and creates some like weird time paradox Mm. to bring Max back to like fight Jammet. And the only way that Max can win is to get Trump's help. So Trump, at this point, he's like, shit, I won. I don't know what I'm doing. So Max decides, okay, if you help me, I'll help you. I need you to ice this mouse. And I'm going to pull a ratatouille situation where, like, I'm going to pull out your hair and, like, control you.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes.
0: So it's going to end with, you know, Jamet's going to be killed. And Max is going to be running the country via Donald Trump down. Yeah, we're gonna get some, like, thunderbolts and lightning. Very, oh, very frightening. This makes so much sense. Yeah. A mouse is running our country. Yeah. And a shitty mouse. Yeah, not even Ratatouille. Neil Patrick Mouses. So, yeah, that is, uh, that is Capital Critters. Capital Critters
1: is a beautiful show.
0: Yeah. So, Andy, do you have any uh, final thoughts? Anything you'd like to uh, say? Um... I mean, before the show, I had
1: never seen a, a mouse jerking it. So, thanks, Capital Critters, for for giving me that that image. Um, I think that's pretty much it. That's that's the biggest thing I think I'll take out of this entire thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, follow our social media stuff. We are at Unaired Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Check out our Facebook. Just search Unaired or Unaired Podcast. It'll come up check out our website, unairedpodcast.com. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to do it. So, I'm Ed. And I'm Andy. And just remember, some things are better left unaired. Bye! Do you ever wonder what would happen if you had a robot select three random elements and then gave those elements to pretend entrepreneurs and then those pretend entrepreneurs use those things to inspire amazing pitches? Hi, I'm Derek, host of The Wild Pitch, and I'll tell you what would happen. You get an absurdist Shark Tank style show called The Wild Pitch. New episodes every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever podcasts are found.